Welcome to the Lost Boys to Found Fathers podcast. I'm Gabe O'Sullivan, and joining me is my co-host, Will Haycox. We are men who have suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who have traveled the same journey. Today's episode, episode six, is going to be entitled, Why Did God Allow My Child to Die? That's a pretty heavy topic, and so heavy that we're actually going to break this topic up into several different episodes. Uh, so make sure that you that you follow and that you continue uh, to listen to the subsequent episodes. Um, you know, this information that we're going to be sharing is stuff that Will and I have been going through for a while, and it's come through lots of prayer, lots of Bible study, reading other books, having conversations with other men that have traveled the same journey. And so we hope to kind of give you somewhat of a, a head start or a jump start on your journey by sharing some information that we've got garnered uh, through the through the years. And so hopefully uh, it will be something that will give you some some serious encouragement. Uh, some of it's going to get a little deep and kind of, um, you know, in the in the woods, so to speak. And so we, that's why we're going to break it up into some smaller episodes so that way it'll be a little bit more digestible. And hopefully you'll find it to be very enlightening and very comforting and give you a lot of strength. So with that, I'm going to turn it over to Will. Yeah, thanks, Gabe. As you mentioned there, you know, we've already kind of introduced the, the concept of this podcast. We've talked about the stories of our children and the why, and uh, we've just been talking about where we need to go next, what we think would be the most helpful thing for someone that just recently experienced the loss of their child or maybe experienced it years ago but are still going through that pain fresh and, and still having trouble dealing with it in regards to their faith. We uh, also want to say, and I, I'm not sure if we've we've said this earlier, but uh, nothing we say is authoritative. You know, we're we're just guys out here. We're we're not the end all be all of anything. We do a lot of research and prayer. Uh, now that we're getting into some more theological concepts, and we want you to take whatever we say with a grain of salt and uh, just be aware that if something something doesn't sound right to you, you know, go to the Bible and check against what we're saying and check against the Bible and reach out to us too. You know, if you, if there's something we're saying that, that has a catch in your spirit, then, then reach out to us. Cause we want to know, we want to be faithful representatives of the gospel. So please just keep that in mind that, that what we're saying is, is our attempt as fallen men to understand the riches of wisdom that's within the scripture and to try to relate that to you. With that said, as, as Gabe said earlier, uh, what we're going to try to handle in this episode and the next few episodes is why would God allow my child to die? And I think that's a, a pretty common question that probably everyone who ever lost a child has asked that. And it's not something that has an easy answer. Uh, you can't just say, this is the reason. And you go on and everything is good and everything is easy. And uh, I don't think even by the time you get through with listening to these episodes, you'll feel like the burden's been lifted on your, on your shoulders and you're just good now and you can go and smile and get back to normal life. But as Gabe said, our hope with this episode is that we could impart to you the wisdom that we have gotten through prayer over the past couple of years and the past 16 years for Gabe and that you would have a leg up in your contemplation of where you are in relation to God and and how God feels and how God acts towards you and, and in the world when there's evil in the world that we know and we can see every day. And I want to jump in right there and, and, and just echo what Will was saying. 
because man yeah 16 years and I don't, it's not like I have an answer mm. you know for why I mean mm-hmm. I have some answers of the maybe why but you know I don't know the mind of God you mm. know ultimately and those answers that I have within me certainly bring me comfort you know and hope as I've tried to wrestle with this um, but ultimately as I'm, re- I'm reading out of Romans 11:33 says, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. Mm. You know, that verse just reminds us that we do not know the mind of God. And so don't think that by listening to what we're about to say of, of today and of these next few few episodes that, that we've got it figured out and that we're going to help you get it figured out. But what we, what we do hope to offer is to give you, as Will said, uh, an eye into the mind of God, what he thinks about you, what he thinks about your situation, how much he loves you, how much he actually loves your child um, mm-hmm. that you lost. And uh, hopefully, again, you'll find encouragement through that. Yeah, I think I think maybe the most important thing to take from this and that I've taken in the time that I've researched and, and just dug into scriptures about this particular topic is the pain's not going to go away this isn't going to make your grief disappear. Grief is a, is a good and right thing, and we'll talk about that, that, that even Jesus grieved. But grieving rightly is something you can do easily or more easily if you understand God's perspective towards you and his love and the way he wants grief and pain to be used in your life and that that this isn't all without a meaning that there there is purpose to your loss there is purpose to the good things and the bad things that happen in your life and that's kind of where we're going with this episode in the next few is we want you to understand that purpose as best we understand it from scriptures so like we said why would god allow my child to die Uh, i think the overarching thing to understand is that that losing a child or going through any trial as a Christian should produce good fruit in our lives. It should draw us closer to God, and it should make us more like Christ. If that sounds weird to you, that's not something I came up with. That's coming out of Scripture. Uh, James 1, 2 through 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And again, Romans 5, 1 through 5 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Man, let me jump right in there. I love that those two verses. I mean, they have given me so much comfort, you know, through the years. Um, not only in the loss of our kids, but just in, in a lot of other circumstances, too, that we went through that, that were tough and difficult and that you don't understand. And that Romans 5, I spent a lot of time in my book uh, talking about that verse or kind of fleshing that verse out mm. uh, because it's meant so much to me. I just kind of, I don't know, came across it. Um, one day and it just hit me you know that how amazing this was that 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 verse right there really gives us you know like a map almost of of why you know it says we rejoice in our sufferings you're like what that makes no sense like who wants to rejoice in suffering but then it says why you know knowing that 
that there's this plan and the plan is suffering produces endurance endurance produces character and character produces hope and so it's like you see like you know if you're writing out those words on a piece of paper where you've got suffering then like an arrow pointing you know over to endurance and then that arrow pointing over to character and then an arrow pointing over to hope that's kind of what it makes me think about and uh, it, it may be you know kind of harken back to days of of high school athletics when you were uh, striving to get in shape you know for your season and your coach has got you out there you know running lines or running the track or whatever the case may be and you're just hating life you know because it's hard and it's tough and it's hot and you know it's no fun because you're not playing ball but there's a purpose to that suffering right that's the purpose to that was to get you in shape so you'd be ready for your season so we enjoy your season more because you're not fat and out of shape <laughs> and and this verse reminds us that everything that God does has a purpose for it. It's just not random. It's just not willy-nilly. Like, there's a reason for it. And so I think we can take, like, comfort in that, knowing that whatever we're going through, good or bad, God's got a reason for it, and it's a good reason. Mm-hmm. And I think even you know, even the world would acknowledge this. They wouldn't acknowledge that God is the reason behind it or that hope in God is the purpose. But even the world acknowledges, like, failure is where you learn like you don't learn from success 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 and you never do anything wrong and you never have any failures like some of the most well respected and and the well-to-do business owners in the world say like i learned more from the the business opportunities that failed than the ones that went well and i made some money on so i think that's that's a truth that even if you're not a christian you're listening like your sufferings and your failures are not for nothing you can learn from them and from a Christian perspective, the truth is, as we just talked about, your sufferings can produce hope, and your hope will carry you through at the low times when you've lost your job, when you've lost a child, when you and your spouse are struggling with whatever, you know. And I, I think that's a really important thing to hold on to is maybe the sufferings that we have in our lives are to draw us closer to the Lord and to, to help us lean on Him when we have something going on that's going to be even worse in the future. And if we didn't have that hope in the Lord produced from the first trial and suffering, we wouldn't have been able to lean on Him in the second trial. And uh, my testimony is involved with that sort of experience, that a, one bad thing leads me closer to the Lord so that I can deal with Him through a, an even worse thing. And that's something we'll probably get into in the future. But I think that's just something to hold on to, like we said. So coming out of that, you know, that idea is a question that you could easily ask, you know, as a, as a human that sometimes suffering, sometimes the loss of a child can be an isolating experience that if you don't have a body of believers around you or close family or someone that's already been through that loss, you can feel like, does anyone care? Does anyone know about me? Does anyone know what I'm going through? And you could easily ask, does God care about me? Is he just some cosmic being floating in the clouds and he doesn't care what's going on with me, just this insignificant human? And I think everything you read in the Bible from the stories of Adam, Abraham, Moses, David, Esther, Rahab the prostitute, God uses, like there's there's so many different stories in the Bible where God takes someone that from the world's eyes would be insignificant from the world's eyes wouldn't 
be of any purpose. There's several times where God passes over the firstborn child who in that time would have been the one with all the power and the influence and all the inheritance, and he chooses to use the second or the third or the fourthborn child. And I think it's clear that God knows each person individually. In Psalm 139.16, David says, Your eyes saw my unformed substance, and your book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. Romans 8.29 says, For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. I think that's, God didn't just like decide one day, I'm just going to make this person, I'm going to make Gabe, I'm going to make Will. And like the moment before that, he had no concept of, of me or no concept of you. And he just one day woke up and decided to do that. I think it's clear from the Bible that God foreknew us, as it says here. He knew before we had any concept, before time existed, God knew each person that he would create and he would allow to be born. And he chose them. He created them. He wove them together, as it says in another psalm within the womb of their mothers and he stitched their creation together he he made them who they are i think in first peter 5 6 through 7 it says humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of god so that at the proper time he may exalt you casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you god is not floating in the sky saying Hey, Will had a flat tire this morning, and then he got to work two minutes late, and his boss chewed him out, and it's just he's having a terrible day. But, you know, there's other more important things happening. Someone else just lost their job. Someone else just lost their spouse, lost their child. Like, God cares about the big things that go on in our life that are hard to deal with, and he cares about the little things. And he, he wants us to come to him. He wants us to know that he's a personal God. He wants an intimate relationship with us. He doesn't want us to feel like, you know, I can only come to God when things are big. I can only come to God when I can't handle this myself. Like, he wants you to come to him with everything. And he doesn't want you to sit around and, and pray and wait for him to do everything. He wants you to, to be faithful in the steps that you take in your daily life and to use the wisdom that he's given you. But you don't have to feel like God doesn't care. God isn't worried about my grief. He doesn't, maybe he doesn't even know I'm grieving. Maybe that's the problem is if God only knew that I lost my child and I was struggling with it, then he would help. No, God knows everything about you. He created you and he planned who you were and who you were going to be from hundreds, thousands, whatever years before you were born or before you were even a concept. And I think that's something that, that really can be hard to grasp when you're going through these struggles, when you feel like you're alone, but you can take heart because God cares. God is worried about each individual person, and he wants to know how you feel and what you're struggling with. Now, I'll say two things in regards to what you just said. One, the verse right before Romans, the 829 verse that you mentioned right there is Romans 828, which says, And we know that for the love, sorry, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknow, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And so right there, again, points to just what, what you were saying, Will, that like God God knew. He knew us, but then he also knew what we were going to be going through, good or bad, and that he and that he orchestrates all that for our good, for those that have, who love him and have been called according to his purpose. And that should give us comfort. 
I think secondly, I think about it like in a work environment. Like, you know, if, you, if you've ever worked with people or if you've even back in the day, man, when you were in elementary school or middle school or high school and you had to do group projects, okay, we'll take it way back. I just hated group <laughs> projects. Uh, but now, you know, in a, in a work environment, like who do you give your most important and most difficult task to? You give it to the people that you know can handle it. Like you're not going to give it to the person that's kind of like, you know, a slacker or like they're just there collecting a paycheck. Like you give it to somebody that you know is going to get the job done. You know, and I think about these verses in regards to that. It's like I think that in situations like like we're dealing with right now in this podcast, child loss, like we can take some comfort in knowing that God puts that stuff on us because he believes that we can handle it. You know, he's he's going to allow us to go through uh, challenging times because he believes in us. You know, it's like that old, it was like a Geico commercial or something with Lou Holtz. And he was, I don't remember what it was, but he was, uh, I just remember him saying to the person in the commercial, he was like, he was like, do you believe in you? Because I believe in you. you know? And so I think about, not that God is Lou Holtz, because uh, I don't want to go down that road, especially being a Clemson fan, not a USC fan or Notre Dame fan. But but the fact that, that we go through tough stuff believes that God, says to me that God believes we can handle it. You know, and, and maybe not on our own accord, obviously with the help of the Holy Spirit. But that but we can come away thinking, not necessarily, Oh, God's punishing me, but okay, God believes in me enough to let me go through this and that should give me some hope and purpose and joy. Maybe that's where James is coming from when he's talking about considering pure joy, my brothers, when we face trials of many kinds. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think, too, I mean, one of the, the often quoted verses is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And that doesn't mean I can go win the Super Bowl because Christ strengthened me or I can be a millionaire even if I don't work because Christ strengthens me. Like That means with the help of the Spirit, with the help of the Spirit that lives within you, you can get through any trial. You can... As the apostles were doing in the times where the Bible was written, they were being persecuted by the Jewish church. They were being persecuted by the Romans. They were being killed. They were being fed to lions. They were mm. just being tortured in every way that we can't even imagine nowadays here in America. And they can continue waking up every morning, praying to the Lord, having faith that he would carry them through that day because they knew Christ strengthened them, that they had the Spirit of God living within them, which is an incredible concept that we could talk about more later. But they had the Spirit of God living within them and giving them the strength to go out and proclaim the gospel, knowing not just that, like we deal with here in America, I'm going to talk about this and the guy at work is going to think I'm weird or not cool, or the guy at work is going to make fun of me because I'm not talking about going to the bar or getting with this girl or doing this thing here or whatever. I'm talking about Christ and what he's done for me and how he's changed my life. And these people weren't afraid of like being looked down on. They were living in fear for their lives because they knew if they go out and they proclaim the gospel and the wrong person heard it and got it back to the authorities, they could die and they would die in some circumstances. There are parts of the world where if you're a Christian and you boldly proclaim the work of the Lord and what he's done for you and who he is, you're going to be in prison. And in some parts of the world, you're probably going to be sentenced to death. And I think that's something that we kind of make light of when we use that verse, like 
you can pass this test because Christ is with you. Like, yeah, you can. Like, yeah, the Spirit strengthens you in, in driving to work each day. You know, the Spirit strengthens you if you draw closer to Him and in, in the little things and the big things. But I think that's something, like you said, Gabe, we don't have to worry about having the strength to wake up each morning because it's not our strength. It's the strength that is given to us through the Spirit of the Lord. Mm. And I think that's something that would have been helpful if I had known or had someone to present that to me right after we lost our son is you don't have to wake up every morning and white knuckle this Mm -hmm. and you don't have to resist the temptation to reach for something that can numb your pain you don't have to have the strength within yourself you're not expected to have that strength within yourself but that strength is given to you through the spirit of the lord i think that's something that if you keep that in mind like even through your hard days you can rest on the lord you can cry out to him and say, Lord, I can't do this. I'm, I am lost. I'm broken. I am covered in condemnation and grief and guilt, but I know you can give me the power and the strength to take another step and to talk to another person and go through another day at work and have another conversation about my child who is lost. That's something that you can and you have to rely on him to take care of. Man, that's awesome, Will. And, and then closing for this episode, we're, you know, we're going to pick right back up with these same concepts in episode 7. But in closing for this episode, I'm going to read that verse, that Philippians 4.13, and a couple more right before it because it just speaks to exactly what Will was saying where the Apostle Paul is writing to the church at Philippi and he says, uh, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in every situation whether I'm in to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Mm. So let's remember that. And again, join us for next episode. Thank you all for joining us today. Make sure that you follow Lost Boys, the Found Fathers on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out Gabe's book. That's my book. Uh, at thywillbedonebook.com so let's remember guys let's not be lost let's be found in him